In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review, for the week ending October the 24th, the National Cotton Council has scheduled 25 educational meetings across the Cotton Belt to provide its members with in-depth information about the new Stacked Income Protection Plan, otherwise known as STACKS. Coverage levels, expected yields, and premium rates will be covered in detail in order to better equip producers with the information necessary to evaluate the insurance options for 2015. Now, there's going to be four meetings held in the southeast, two in Georgia and two in Alabama. They start on November the 18th. That afternoon at 3 o'clock, they'll be in Statesboro at the Bullock County Ag Center. Then the next morning, November 19th, in Tifton at the UGA Tifton Campus Conference Center at 9 o'clock. Then also on the 19th, they'll move over to Dothan at 3 o'clock that afternoon at the National Peanut Festival Fairgrounds. And then November 20th, they'll be in Belmina at 9 in the morning at the Tennessee Valley Research and Extension Center. Of course, more information on that is available on our website at southeastagnet.com. Well, last week, the WTO ruled that the mandatory country of origin labeling statute does violate U.S. international trade obligations by discriminating against Canadian cattle and pigs and Mexican cattle. And while some ag groups feel cool should be repealed, there are some who do not. As a matter of fact, some ag and consumer groups don't believe we need to give up on cool, arguing the U.S. should appeal the latest WTO ruling. One of those is the director of Public Citizens Global Trade Watch, Lori Wallach, as she argues it's not time to raise the white flag yet. If you look at the actual WTO rules, if everything went against the United States, which we have no reason to think it would, and if the WTO stuck to its timeline, which it never has, the soonest that sanctions could be authorized if the United States lost each step of the case on appeal, on sanctions, on sanctions amount, would be the end of the summer next year, August 2015. National Farmers Union Chief Roger Johnson calls for including value-added products to cool to raise its benefits. American Farm Bureau also backs cool if it meets WTO requirements, but it is reviewing the latest ruling before it makes recommendations. But the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, American Meat Institute, National Pork Producers, and the American Soybean Association oppose cool, citing its economic cost. As a matter of fact, Colin Woodall, Vice President of Government Affairs for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, says this has to be a congressional fix. We have looked at this every way we possibly can, and there is no change that the Secretary of Agriculture can make that would bring country of origin labeling in compliance with the WTO. This has to be a congressional fix, and our position is that it's time to get rid of cool. We need to repeal it. It may have sounded good to some people within our industry, but now after six years of implementation, it has provided no benefits. It's only cost our industry, and now it is threatening the trade relationship with two of our top five. Uh, markets, Canada and Mexico, so it's time to repeal it and let's let the industry-led programs provide this information to the consumer. Woodall said the latest WTO ruling brings us one step closer to retaliation by Canada and Mexico. Now, the U.S. does have 60 days on this latest WTO ruling if they want to appeal. Well, the Cotton Board and Cotton Incorporated invites those involved in the industry across the southeast to attend the Crop Management Seminar. It'll be held November 12th and 13th in Tifton, Georgia. Richie Seaton with the Georgia Cotton Commission explains who is invited and what the meeting will involve. Producers, consultants, and extension agents in the southeast can come hear the latest updates on new weed management technologies, insect control, UAVs for agriculture, variety selection, and other timely cotton management topics. So this is going to be a real good program. 
and full of information that I think all folks that have an interest in cotton should, you know, have some interest in and should attend it. Seaton said this meeting is being sponsored by Cotton Incorporated and is one that will be good for those in the cotton industry to attend. If folks will look on our website, we have information for it. Uh, you do need to register, but there are no fees and, you know, meals and CEUs will be provided. For more details, just go to cottoninc.com. Now, the 2015 Livestock Marketing Association's Eastern Regional for the World Livestock Auctioneering Championship was held this past week in Arcadia, Florida. Jim Hanley with the Florida Cattlemen's Association says it was a fantastic event. We were fortunate that uh, one of our uh, livestock markets here in the state, the Arcadia Stockyard, on Monday hosted that competition, and it was outstanding. LMA just did a tremendous job in managing that program, and there were 25 Excellent professional auctioneers there that each one sold 15 head of cattle. There were five judges from all over the country, and they evaluated them and and elected 10 auctioneers that will move on to the championship conducted by LMA. But it was a really uh, neat opportunity for us to host those folks and uh, to see some good auctioneers competing, and they were just a great bunch of guys, and the LMA did a, a super job of hosting it and conducting the uh, event, and uh, of course the Arcadia Stockyard really staffed up and manned up and did a tremendous job of helping put that competition on. Cindy Zimmerman reported this week that October is National Sausage Month. Links or patties, mild or spicy, however you like it, October is the month to celebrate sausage. So it includes your dinner sausage like brats and Italians and knockwurst. It includes uh, salamis, you know, you're cured and dry and semi-dry. And it also includes breakfast sausage, like a chub of pork sausage or a link of pork sausage. National Hot Dog and Sausage Council President Janet Riley says Americans spend billions of dollars on sausages each year all across this land of ours. In 2013, dinner sausage sales were 3.43 billion, and that was up 3.1%. And breakfast sausage sales were 512 million, and that was also up 2.6% in terms of sales. So dinner sausage is eaten pretty uniformly throughout the country and at various, at all different income levels. Breakfast sausage is something that lower income families seek out as a great source of protein. There are some top cities where Los Angeles leads the way. They lead the way in hot dogs too. And so that tells me that this whole idea we have that everybody in California is a vegetarian or a meat avoider is just not true. So LA is big, followed by New York and Chicago. The Hot Dog and Sausage Council website offers interesting information, cooking tips, and recipes at hot-dog.org. I'm Cindy Zimmerman, Southeast Agnet. And we wrap up this week's podcast with Everett Griner talking about water conservation. It has been suggested and highly ignored that we should be building more dams along our water tributaries, large or small, to impound and create more freshwater reserves. Blame it on climate change or whatever, but the whole world is seeing more frequent and longer-lasting droughts. Not uncommon to have three or four regions of our nation suffering drought simultaneously. From a small farm pond to the Hoover Dam, the water in these reservoirs is, is important. Why? Because everybody's using more water. Agriculture, industry, and human consumption all are increasing. And yet, as much as all these put together, more in fact, still runs into our oceans. The simple fact is if we can't conserve more, we have to save more. How you do that is not exactly rocket science. 
And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast AgNet. You can hear those and even more reports from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast AgNet.